Hey, this is Rick Casales from ExercisesForInjuries.com. Today I have another interview for you, and we're going to kind of focus in on the nutrition side, and we're going to kind of specifically end up talking about about dairy. So I have an expert when it comes to uh, dairy, living a dairy-free lifestyle. So I'll get Adam to introduce himself to the listeners. Hey, my uh, name's Adam Blackwell. Um, I'm out of uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, I'm currently a uh, personal trainer who runs a, a gym down here for the last five years. And the last uh, two years, we've been embarking um, with my partner uh, on living the dairy-free lifestyle. And uh, soon we'll be putting out our uh, dairy-free product. Perfect. So then maybe, you know, maybe we can kind of start off with, like, what's the big deal about dairy? Like, what, you know, what's, you know, what's the negatives and positives when it relates to consuming dairy? Well, Rick, the thing about dairy is that it's marketed as a healthy source of calcium and protein. Now, the problem here is that most dairy is loaded full of antibiotics, hormones, and in the U.S., dairy can be genetically modified with a growth hormone called RGBH, which is known as recombinant bovine growth hormone, or unless it's otherwise marked. Now, what this is, this is a synthetic form of growth hormone injected into cows to, ingre- to, sorry, into, to increase growth rates and milk production in the cows. So, I mean, you can see why, you know, there's a lot of things being pumped in these cows that obviously just should not be happening. Okay. And so then what are some of the alternatives when it relates to to dairy like well, what what are other things that people can do in order to get their calcium intake uh, and consume something that's beneficial to them well the thing is is that you know there's so many things on the market that people I, they just don't know about because it's not marketed like um, like milk is I mean you got all those got milk ads and you know with the with the stars and whatnot but really good alternatives to dairy um, are coconut milk hemp milk uh, two really big ones are almond milk and rice milk. Now, the beauty thing actually with almond milk is that it has more calcium in it than um, than uh, cow's milk does. And with that, there's actually a lot of other minerals and vitamins in almond milk that no- normal cow's milk doesn't have. Um, and then the other two options are quinoa and oat milk. So there's there's a lot of other alternatives on in any grocery store that you can find these uh, these alternatives. Okay. Okay, and then where would people end up getting these, you know, different alternatives when it comes to dairy? Are they kind of common at every grocery store, or do they need to end up going to a specialty store? Well, you know, there's uh, sometimes you will uh, only find some of these in specialty stores, um, you know, places like any, any place that sells organic foods. And the beauty of, of most grocery stores now is that they're, they're starting to get more of those organic aisles and, and the organic uh, areas. So generally, stuff like rice milk and almond milk, you you really easily find in any um, any local grocery store. Um, some of the others, like the hemp milk or the coconut milk or the quinoa or oat milk, you, you might want to find in actual specific organic stores. Um, you know, I, I know there's lots of stuff. There's called Planet Organics. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's different organic stores all over um, North America. So I can't really specify on which ones are which. You know, in Canada, we have a Community Natural Foods, um, and again, Planet Organic as well. Um, but you can definitely just uh, Google any any local organic store around you, and, and they will carry that. But most uh, local grocery stores will definitely carry almond or rice milk. 
Okay. And, like, I mean, one of the things that comes to my mind is when it comes to these alternatives is, you know, ends up being, you know, the costs. So these things are, these other alternatives to dairy are probably not produced as much as dairy is available, so there's a difference in cost. What can people do about the cost, or is it really worth to, that the investment into their health to look at these alternatives um, for the long run of their health? Well, you really look at it this way. Uh, a lot of people do take you know, uh, organic living or, or healthy food choicing as, as a higher cost. And I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously there is more cost in this because you know, they're not producing as much, you know, because they're not pumping it full of, uh, full of growth hormones, so they're not having a, as much growth in, into these cows. But when you really actually do compare prices, it is sometimes only, you know, cents off. It, it really isn't that much more. When you really add up your, your, your grocery bills at the end of the day, if, and I like to tell people, I like to tell people to, for one week, Go completely organic. Buy, you know, buy all the, the um, you know, almond milks and, and, and do not buy any of the dairy products and, and just kind of go clean and organic. And then that next week, you know, do their normal grocery shopping and uh, compare the bills, and they will honestly not see that much of a difference. Now, the thing about this is you really have to look at this as investing in your health. I mean, the, the thing with, with dairy, and the, the best way to look at it this way, is that it creates acidity in the body, and that leaches calcium from the bones to restore the pH levels. Now, North Americans, as North Americans, we consume the most dairy in the world, and we have the highest rates of osteoporosis. So that right there is telling you that there's a reason that we should not be consuming dairy. I mean, that's one of the reasons. I mean, another big reason is dairy has a protein called casein in it, which is used to make wood glue. Now, this is, a, this is a protein that can be a culprit in many sinus and other repeated infections in the body. Now, when you tell this to people, they pretty much are disgusted off it, and they're like, you know what, not a chance am I ever going to have dairy again. And they will, will spend that extra, you know, 75 cents or $1.20 on buying uh, the, the milk alternatives. So when you really realize what is going in the body and what dairy actually possesses in it, you shouldn't have to think twice about making these, these alternative um, purchases. Okay, then you know, if we kind of look at, you know, dairies, you know, we have dairy on its own that we end up kind mm -hmm. of pouring on our cereal or into a glass. But then what do you end up doing? What do you suggest when it comes to kind of those hidden uh, spots that dairy are kind of snuck into? And it could be, you know, hidden ingredients in like bars or... Um, uh, you know, let's say, you, you know, you go to the local coffee shop and, you know, there isn't an alternative to um, milk when it comes to your latte. What do you end up kind of suggesting when it comes to people to looking at those hidden spots where dairy are located? Yeah, well, it's a great question. Actually, last one you said, you know, the latte there, uh, a lot of people obviously are, are, you know, love that, that little bit of creamer in their coffee, right? And they, they really don't think, well, I can't go get almond milk and pour it in because, to, to be honest, pouring just almond milk in your coffee, it doesn't mix well. What they have created, though, is they've actually created an almond creamer substitute. So it is, they, they, they've created it just like a creamer, but without the dairy. So even stuff like that, which, again, you can get from your specialty, you know, organic stores and stuff like that, they'll have 
you know, and they'll have even, um, you know, a, a, a French vanilla or a hazelnut or, or whatever your, uh, you know, whatever your favorite taste may be, but they've converted it into an almond style or even a uh, um, another style of, of non-dairy incentive. Now, stuff, um, they've, they, they do have uh, yogurts out there, again, because yogurt is, a, is all dairy. They do have yogurts out there that, again, there's almond yogurt. Um, they also have different sources of cheeses that are pretty much a, a fake cheese because it's not made with dairy. It's made with other products that obviously do not contain dairy. Um, and the, stuff, the best way to look at it, too, is for cheese, it takes 10 liters of dairy, 10 liters of milk, to make one pound of cheese. So again, those things I mentioned before of all the, uh, the injections and the growth hormones into that milk, well, that's getting you know, just 10, 10 times full into that cheese. So you look at, again, you go to the, those, uh, those organic stores, those alternative stores, to find just these exact articles because those stores just do not carry any of those dairy products. Okay, okay. And then what do you suggest when it comes to someone that goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I know about dairy, and I don't buy that regular milk. I end up buying organic milk. Does that really change anything? Does that end up being anything better? You know what? And that, and, and the thing about it is, um, you know, everyone says, you know, go organic, go organic. Organic doesn't necessarily mean healthy. Now, you, this is where becoming um, knowledgeable on how to read labels is, is, is very, very uh, common for people to do. So when you take, let's say, like you said, organic milk, well, that doesn't mean that it's not dairy-free. What this usually just means is that this can come from a, uh, an animal, or, or sorry, a cow, that wasn't necessarily injected with certain hormones that may have been grass-fed as opposed to, you know, whatever else they feed the cows, but nonetheless that there is still dairy in there. So technically they will still put um, some of these hormones in cows, not as much as they, they would from other production of cows, but um, there still will be that dairy influence in there. So you really, really do have to know how to read labels and if, you know, if those dairy ingredients are in there. Then what do you suggest for someone? You know, they're they're just they're you know a coffee addict, but then they're also a milk addict, and they they have mm-hmm. they have the ritual of having their milk and you know mm-hmm. in the morning or with their cereal or whatever uh, their oatmeal. Like, what do you suggest when it comes to having them kind of weed off of taking that milk? Well, I, you know, there's so many, and the thing is, uh, I, you know, I don't know where it came from, but our I'd say our, our big, big breakfast for everybody is the cereal. You know, cereal is just kind of a, a, a common thing in North America for people to have, you know, and wake up and have their Lucky Charms or whatever have you. People need to start realizing that, you know, if they're going to have the cereals, obviously turn towards, you know, those rice or those almond milks. Now, other suggestions would be to start eating those whole foods because really that's what everyone needs to start eating. Now, when I say whole foods, I'm talking about, you know, stuff like eggs or steel-cut oats or fruit. Um, those are the things that people really should start eating because not more, is it, is it, it's going to saturate the, the, them more so they're not eating as much during the day, but they're actually getting more nutrients than they would obviously from, you know, a sugary cereal that they're, that they're probably already consuming. So, like I said, those alternatives that we need to start to, you know, even making those shakes with an almond milk, you know, putting some, putting some, um, you know, mixing some fruits and some ice and, uh, you know, maybe putting your favorite, uh, your favorite protein in there. 
But even again with protein, if you're using a powder, you've got to make sure that it's not a whey protein or an isolate protein because, again, these contain dairy. Um, really good suggestions for, for changing um, your, your protein is looking at a, a company called Vega Sport or Vega. Right? They, uh, they're a complete plant-based protein, and there is more nutrients in these protein powders than there are in pretty much any leading, um, any leading whey protein on the market. So right there, you're going to be getting your, your, your natural proteins and you're healthy without having the, the, the dairy ingested into the body. That's very interesting about the, the, the whey protein stuff. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, no. it, it, that's a huge culprit because, I mean, people, you know, they think of whey protein, especially men and women, but mostly men, like, oh, you know, I want to I gain muscle mass, I want to gain this. And we're told, obviously, we have to up, up, uh, up our protein intake, which is very true. But stuff like whey protein, I mean, you'll have people, even women, having, you know, maybe three, three shakes a day because if they don't have time to eat, then they'll have, okay, I'll have my shake so I can get my protein and my other vitamins and minerals. Well, yeah, you're, you're still consuming a lot more of, uh, of the dairy product because it's just full of it. Right, and again, it's full of a lot of other fillers that just really do nothing for our body. So not only are we getting, you know, an extra intake of the the, the dairy, you're getting a lot of fillers that a lot of companies put in their proteins just to just to make it taste good. Okay, and then one thing that I was ending up reading was, you know, there, you know, with milk, you were talking about that there's all kinds of hormones in there, and one of the hormones that's in there is. Um, um, estrogen and how does that end up affecting you know men and women when it comes to that hormone uh, estrogen being in milk? Well, and see that's the thing. It's uh, it's a hormone that is that can be dangerous. I mean, you look at um, alternatives like soy milk. Um, soy milk used to be, well, soy in general used to be a really a really big um, a really big thing because they said you know soy is the way to go and everything like that which is is quite untrue. Um, the thing with, with soy is that uh, these hormones in the milk have a potential to increase your risk factor for prostate cancer and reduce your fertility in men. Um, and this is according to a, a guy, and don't get me wrong, I'm not good at pronouncing names, but it's uh, uh, Ganma Davasumbu. Uh, he's a physician, a PhD, and he's done a lot of research on, on milk and soy and uh, all these other topics and, and a potential risk for these natural estrogens that are a thousand times more potent than their environmental counterparts, so such as like estrogen compounds and pesticides. So you're looking at that this soy, in a sense, is almost like a pesticide. And that's something that we just do not want to be ingesting into our body. Okay. And then looking at, you know, a lot of people that will listen to this are like fitness professionals, um, or performance professionals, and how can dairy end up affecting like someone's fitness or performance goals? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is about about dairy is that um, foods with dairy can cause an unhealthy bacteria to overgrow and produce toxins that cause systemic inflammation, and that that swells in the intestines and prevents normal digesting. Di- sorry, digestion, and that causes weight gain among other conditions such as IBS. And in fact, you can actually gain up to 30 pounds a year due to a dairy allergy alone. Now, the thing with that is that you're you're looking at, say, someone that wants to lose weight, 
and they're ingesting a, a ton of dairy, well, they're not going to really do it that well because that inflammation from, from the dairy is actually going to cause them to gain weight. So just alone uh, of cutting dairy out of, out, of your, um, out of your diet really helps you lose the weight. I've actually done it with five of my clients um, just this past month. I gave them a 14-day challenge of doing a complete dairy-free following a dairy-free diet that we had for them. And out of all of them, they lost anywhere between 8 to 15 pounds in that 14 days alone. Just, I mean, obviously still eating healthy, but completely cutting out dairy. And I mean yogurts, you know, creams, uh, cheese, milk, all of those, uh, all those things. Again, 8 to 15 pounds in 14 days solely by cutting out one thing, being dairy, is, is um, you know, I mean, those are big numbers alone. I mean, yeah, it's a small target group, but I could do this, I could do this in a, in a group of a thousand, and I would get even bigger numbers. So you can see that why the inflammation from dairy will cause that weight gain. Therefore, if you're if you're wanting to lose weight and you're wanting to tone up, milk's just not going to do it. Okay, okay. So we're getting near the end of the call. Maybe you can kind of summarize the kind of the key points that people should leave this call uh, knowing about dairy? Well, the biggest thing that they need to realize about dairy, um, like I said earlier, is that the cows that produce these dairy are completely injected with um, these growth hormone injections. All right? And again, these are synthetic growth hormones to increase the growth of the cow and increase the, the milk production. So by doing this, they are, they are pumping tons and tons of very bad growth hormones into the milk that, again, is obviously getting put into what we're ingesting over the counter. So you really got to look at when you're choosing cow's milk, you're, you're, you're drinking all of these, all these growth hormones and all these, um, these uh, synthetic injections, these synthetic hormones into your, you know, your own body. So on top of that, you're also having dairy inflame the body so therefore you you're you're causing more weight gain than you are obviously losing weight and the biggest point like i said before is that north americans consume the most amount of dairy in the world and we have the highest rate of osteoporosis now milk has said or, or i mean the the um the health boards have said that drinking milk is obviously going to increase your calcium in your bones and therefore is going to help prevent osteoporosis well, then why are these numbers showing that we consume the most amount of dairy and we have the highest rate of osteoporosis? There's a reason for that. And so, I mean, these hormones that they're injecting into the dairy are uh, coming into our bodies, and that's actually taken away from the calcium in our bones. So those are some pretty good reasons why you should really second-guess uh, taking that next glass of milk. Okay. And is there any... You know, any last-minute points or tips that you would like to leave people with? Um, my, my easiest tip would be for people to literally just try, uh, even for one week, just go grab, again, grab some almond milk or some rice milk or some hemp or coconut milk. Try it out for a week. It'll taste different, I'll, I'll tell you, because I used to drink milk and, and I switched, and you know, when I first had it, it was a little different tasting, but I'm completely used to it, and now I can't even obviously touch milk i mean i just i don't do dairy anyways but i've tested it out you get used to it so like i said try for one week go go weigh yourself um 
And again, I don't always like using weight as the cornerstone of everything, but just, just try it. Go, go weigh yourself uh, on a Monday. Completely cut out all dairy. Weigh yourself again on the next Monday and, and just see, see what happens. You know, don't, uh, don't do anything other than the difference. You know, don't go eat more. Don't go eat less. Just go by your normal days, but just try that one little thing. For one week, try completely. Go dairy-free and see what happens. You're going to feel, again, you'll probably lose weight. Not only that, but you'll, you'll feel less congested. Um, again, because the inflammation from milk, you'll just feel better. And then after that seven days, on that eighth day, I want you to consume some dairy. And then when you wake up that next day, let me know how you feel. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, Adam, where can people get more information about you? Um, well, they can, uh, they can look me up. Uh, I have my uh, training website. It's calgary-personaltraining.com. Um, we're actually just in the stages of creating uh, our dairy product and our dairy online. It's going to uh, be coming out uh, in October, but if they'd like to hear any, um, uh, anything about our dairy product or would like to ask any questions, they can definitely reach me at adam at proformcalgary.com. And again, this, is, uh, this contact information is on my website as well. And uh, we'll definitely love to help uh, everybody start getting on that new path to living that dairy-free lifestyle and keep everyone updated on our newly website. That will be our dairy-free website. Awesome. Thank you very much, Adam. And thank no you problem. very much, Exercises for Injuries listeners. I hope, you know, I hope this was very insightful for you and got you thinking about, about dairy and how it can affect you and your family and how it can end up affecting your clients has definitely got me thinking when it comes to, um, you know, the my kids and uh, and my kids you uh, utilizing dairy and myself utilizing dairy. So this is Rick Cassells from ExercisesForInjuries.com. Thanking you very much for listening to the interview, and uh, we will definitely see you on the blog ExercisesForInjuries.com. So this is Rick Cassells saying, take care. And bye-bye.